Hola, and welcome to Latino Book Chat. I am your host, Cristian Meneses Jacobs. We invite you to participate in our conversations with Latino authors, illustrators, and others who share their insights into the book publishing industry. Susie Jaramillo serves as the President and Chief Creative Officer of Encantos, an award-winning family entertainment company creating stories with purpose inspired by culture. Susie is also the creator of Canticos, the Emmy-nominated Latino-inspired bilingual nursery rhyme series, which launched in 2016, and is also the author-illustrator of over 20 children's books. Her new children's book, Skeletina and the In-Between World, is inspired by Mexican culture and combines interesting and unique characters with important themes such as empathy, bravery, and the enduring power of love. Skeletina, the fun-loving protagonist, takes kids on a journey through the in-between world, subverting some of the most common childhood anxieties along the way. Latino Book Chat welcomes Susie Jaramillo. Thank you for chatting with us today. Hola, Christian. Thank you for welcoming me here. It's wonderful to be here. Oh, I'm so, so excited to have you. I've known about you for a long time, so... It's oh, so <laughs> exciting to have you on the show. <laughs> that's so sweet to hear. Thank you so much. You are the leader of Encantos. Tell us about this unique company. Pues, look, I'm in, I want to say, um, well, no, first of all, I've been, been living in this country for like most of my life. Um, and I'm ecuatoriana, venezolana, este, criada in Florida back when any, if you were Latino, you were associated with Mexican. And really, mm. I was surrounded by Mexican culture. So, I always saw that as like part of my Latinidad. And then I moved to Venezuela and I spent a chunk of my time there. And then I came back and discovered that there's this whole like Latino phenomenon here in the United States and that we're different than the Latinos in Latin America. And we come from all different countries and we speak with different accents and yet we share a common language and common themes. And there's so much that pulls us together. And at the same time, I was very conscious of how we were viewed by non-Spanish speakers and by Americans. And I felt often that Americans misunderstood Latinos, that they didn't quite appreciate our culture as, as much as I did. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and yes. I, I, I really love our cultures. And I'll say it plural, but to me, it all blends into one magical thing. And when I, I worked in business for a long time and I, I noticed how big brands and big companies always go after the Latino market because we spend so much money. You know, we actually, yes, we, do. We, love, we love spoiling our kids. Mm -hmm. We love buying personal care items and buying clothes. We love talking on the phone and buying fancy, expensive cars. Right. And so this makes us, as we say, un mercado muy cotizado, like a very important market. And the more unified we are, the more we can get people to pay attention to us. And at the same time, you know, I also noticed that there was this wave of sort of like anti-immigrant type sentiment that was starting to happen in this country that kind of really caught me by surprise, right? Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to make sure that my children, along with all of the other Latino kids here in this country, because one out of every three kids under 10 in this country are Latino, that they grew up feeling proud, that they grew up loving their language, that they grew up loving their culture. And I wanted to make it easy for moms to share their culture and their language with their kids. And that's why I created Canticos. I wanted Canticos to be a unifying force with our communities, 
porque no importa si eres de México, de Argentina, de Cuba, de Puerto Rico, cantamos los pollitos, Right. Mm, sí. I, I wanted it, um, this to be a beautiful, charming world. Like if Walt Disney were alive today, what would he do? You know what I mean? And I wanted this to be just something that Latinos could just be so proud of and could share with their children and could help their children fall in love with singing these songs and these characters and ping pong, el elefante con la araña, y cantamos las mañanitas. And I also wanted to like bring in the music. So, you know, along with all of these books, we've produced all of these videos because we have the best music in the world, right? Oh my God, definitely, yes. <laughs> so, and we and we tap into Cuban song and we tap into Mexican valses and we tap into, you know, salsa, merengue, bachata, hasta reggaeton tenemos en, en Sana Sana Colita de Rana. So we, we really tap into all of the different genres out of what it means to be Latino and in, in esa Latinidad. And I really think that as a creator, as a Latina creator in this country, I, I identify as Latina. I, I, you know, I, I identify as Latina even more than Venezuelan, believe it or not. Because, you know, while Venezuelans are my people and it's an important part of my culture, I'm American. And here in the United States, I'm a fusion of Latin cultures, you know, because that's what you are when you come to this country. You're no longer just this one thing surrounded by people who are the same thing as you. Yeah, you know? I definitely identify with that, yes. Sí, entonces, um, what I, I see myself, my kind of my mission as a Latina artist, as a creator, to kind of serve our community, to serve our children, and to put out content in the world that unifies our community and inspires our kids. That is definitely what we want to aim for, right? Especially inspire the next generation of kids. Total, total. Whatever, whatever um, we can do with the gifts that we've been given to make this world better for our children, I think is a good use of time. Do you study art? And that's I how did. you became an illustrator? Tell us about that. I went to Pratt, um, which is mm -hmm. actually one of the top art schools in this country. And I loved it. I studied painting and illustration and I did woodcuts and, you know, watercolor, oil, de todo. Claro. Mm -hmm. And now, now, now everything's digital, right? So I had, to, I had to learn all the digital stuff. But yes, I'm a very traditionally trained artist. When did you realize you wanted to write and illustrate your own books? Because that doesn't happen very often. Yes. You know, okay, so the, I'm going to tell you the difference between, like, being a creator and being a commercial illustrator. Mm -hmm. Commercial illustrators often wait until someone comes to them and says, hey, I want to hire you for a job. I have this thing that I wrote. Can you illustrate it for me? Creators are people that think to themselves, I have an idea. I have a story that I want to tell. Nobody is telling the story. I'm just going to put it together and put the drawings to go along with it. And that's what I did. And I think that as Latinas, we're going to find ourselves doing that more because our stories aren't necessarily being told. So if you want to drive the way your career goes, and if you want to be in control of the stories that, that you put out in the world, it's worth it to write your stories down Cantico says in Harry Potter, right? It's not, it's not, that, it's not that difficult. Yeah. It's not that difficult to write. Um, and even Skeletina, it's, it's, these, are simple, these are simple things. And if your story is compelling enough, you'll find a, a publishing house that will edit your copy, that will refine your, your copy as a writer. 
Was Canticos first published by Encantos or were there separate companies? No, no. Um, Canticos was um, was originally published by Encantos. So, so the story is two Latinos families got together. So it's um, the Wolf family. So Stephen and Nuria are from Dominican Republic and El Salvador. Mm-hmm. And then myself and me, esposo que es colombiano, we joined forces to put the company together and to start putting out content that served the Latino community and served diverse kids. And so Canticos... We incorporated, we started a publishing company and then we got global distribution with a distribution company and we joined forces with Macmillan mm-hmm. and we became a real publishing company. And so we published Cantico, I'm sorry, Encantos is a publishing house and we're, we're actually one of the largest independently owned publishing house that focuses on Latino kids books. I mean, there's like us, there's like little libros and that's about it. <laughs> it's like we're, you know, there's not many um, players out there publishing in volume. So yeah, and then Macmillan, we started co-publishing with Macmillan. And so Skeletina and the In-Between World is the first of the co-published books that we put out with Macmillan. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because it's visually stunning. I love it. You know, Ay, gracias, gracias. So I'm, that's, that's actually... It's absolutely uh, beautiful. <laughs> thank you. So I did all... So yo soy... I am a super fan of Jose Posada and I am a mm-hmm. super fan of... Todo lo que es um, the, the visuals of sort of, pero primero amo a México, and I've been a gazillion times, and es de las culturas latinas que, con quien más me identifico. And second of all, I'm also a huge Tim Burton fan, and ah. I, always, I always wondered, and also Edward Gorey, I don't know if you know Edward Gorey, no. but, and so I always wondered, like, why Tim Burton or why these these people never did anything with, with Latin culture. And by the way, Skeletina, while it incorporates a little bit of sort of Katrina color, if you will, in Katrina culture, it's really about nightmares. It's really mm-hmm. about a little girl who lives in the in-between world and who helps kids deal with their fears. And I used sort of like La Katrina sort of visuals simply because it's a shorthand to make sure that everybody knows she's Latina. But it's really a, a magical realism take on the all the fears the kids, you know, jo- deal with at nighttime. And I feel like Latinos, we we are very close to the other worlds, if you will. Like, sea, tú vas a una conferencia latina si cuenta las curanderas que hay en el audio. I know, right? <laughs> Everybody has some stories out of the ordinary and out of this world. You know? Like, everyone talks to spirits. You know, so we're, we're all, like, very mystical like that. Mm-hmm. So that came, like very um very natural and so i don't know i felt like and and you know it's i found out later um so in venezuela los yanomamis the indians they actually believe that your dreams are messages that should be discussed as a community Hmm. and they take them very very seriously right that's interesting there are certain indigenous communities that really believe in the power of dreams and i personally um, my dreams have always meant a lot to me and while um, I've, I've suffered intensely from nightmares, learning how to master those nightmares and learning how to sort of like how to take control of my dreams has helped me let go of fears in my regular life. And so, Christian, I can tell you today there's very little that scares me. <laughs> <laughs> I say that with full transparency. So it's, it's muy, these are things that you cultivate after years and years. And, and yeah, I think that learning to master my nightmares was part of it. Is that what inspired you to write this book and include these themes of social emotional themes in Skeletina? 
Yeah, so I suffered from really intense nightmares um, when I was a young child. And my mother, of course, we I grew up in a very Catholic family. And my mom was like, did you do something bad? You know, did you do something dirty? They go back to bed, right? I said, that was, that's it. So I had to go back to bed. And I had to deal with my nightmares. Y para mí el diablo era real, you know? Oh, yes. <laughs> so... I had a reoccurring dream where I was constantly drowning. I was drowning. I was constantly in fire. And it was just tiring. It was exhausting to be constantly drowning in your sleep. And so one day I just decided to let myself drown. I was like, Psh, I'm just going to let myself drown. I can't. Otherwise, I'll never sleep again, right? Mm-hmm. So I let, I let myself drown. And I discovered that I could breathe underwater. Oh, wow. And then, and then my dreams completely changed. It's like, wow, I can, I can breathe underwater. I can fly I can jump like Wonder Woman. I can turn back time. And then all of a sudden, like everything changed in my dreams. And I was really able to kind of master them. And I do think that, you know, it was so helpful to me. And then later on, my daughter also started suffering from nightmares, right? Yeah. <laughs> it seems to run in the family here. Huh? <laughs> sí, sí, total, it ran in the family. So my daughter's suffering from nightmares and I'm trying to explain with her, like, you know, you can you can be masters of your dreams and you can you can breathe underwater, you can do these things. I'm trying to explain it to her. And then I'm like, darn it, I wish she had a little girl who could appear in her dreams and explain everything to her. Ah, you know? Mm-hmm. What if there was a little girl who could be in the nightmares of these kids and help them along? There's a lot of kids that have that suffer from nightmares that have trouble dreaming. And yet the place of dreams can be the most extraordinary place if you can let go of these fears and if you can kind of go with it and if you can open yourself up. I think that's very powerful, definitely, because a lot of kids, you know, have these nightmares and they have this they're scared of things that they cannot control. And then if they can learn to control them in their dreams, then they feel powerful themselves. Yes. So some of the most magical dreams I've ever had in my world, in, in the, my life, have been dreams where like, I see my mother again. My mother, my mother's been dead for a few years now. But every once in a while, she pops up in my dreams and it's very casual. Oh, you're not dead yet. No, I'm still here. And we hang out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or my, or I my love that. I, I, I dreamt one night that I, I had gone into the men's bathroom by mistake instead of the women's bathroom. And there in the men's bathroom was my father playing dominoes with all of his old friends. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, see, I have these like wonderful exchanges with people that have passed. Oh, wow. I love that. (laughs) I wish I could do that. See, but you know, like you say, you know, I, I sometimes I am afraid of my dreams because sometimes I dream of somebody and that have probably haven't talked in a long time. And then I get scared. Oh, my God, maybe this dream means that I need to contact this friend and ask them, you know, how are you? Are you OK? Is everything going well? So I feel like it's a message, you know. Maybe. Absolutely. I mean, you, the dreams, dreams can be so weird. I, you dream with celebrities. You dream with random people. You obviously you can't take anything literally, right? Yes. <laughs> but I don't know. I think a lot of times a lot of us are having the same dreams. We're all like dreaming that we're drowning or dreaming that our teeth are falling out or dreaming. Oh, that was a nightmare <laughs> of mine. <laughs> See, or dreaming that we never we never graduated. You're stuck in school again, right? <laughs> oh my god. It, yes. You know what? You know what one of the one of the worst dreams for me was? I'm I'm in my my figure drawing class with my favorite teacher and I don't have any art supplies. 
Oh, oh that is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> or it's the ends of the sem- semester and I don't have a portfolio. That's another one that that like basically and it's and that's my life telling me, "Hey Susie, you're not happy with the body of work you've produced yet." You know what I mean? "Hey Susie, you're not dedicating enough time to your craft." "Hey, you know, you feel you, these are like little insecurities that, you know, keep roiling around in our subconscious mind." Yeah, I think so. You know, when my daughters were little, very young, I had this recurring nightmare that I would lose them. I see, total. Oh yeah. my God. And I would scream at night and sometimes I would just run out the door and sometimes my husband would come in, you know, and open the door. Otherwise, I would have just run through the door. Yeah. Uh, I was asleep, you know, but I was so terrified. So when we would go out and make sure I agarrate la mano aquí, tú y agarrate la mano a ti. No dejen ir de la mano, por favor. O sea, ¿qué mamá, ¿qué mamá no ha tenido el sueño de que perdió un hijo? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, you're always like, I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm really thrilled that they made it to like 11 and 13, right? Because <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, I lose them in a the mall. I forget them in the car. I lose them. O sea, like, yeah. The, 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 the I was so real. scared of that. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, us, you know, as adults, I have these fears, you know, imagine little kids, you know, they're exactly. afraid. Yeah. That, and things that might seem small to us are a really big deal to them. They're like, they're afraid of things like, you know, summer camp is scary or new school or taking a test or not fitting in, changes in the family, a relative that's passed, you know, getting sick, breaking an arm, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that, like injury. There's just so many like scary, scary, scary things to kids that manifest themselves um, in these different ways and dreams. And I do think that Skeletina is designed to be fun and funny, by the way. These are scary things, but we tackle them in a way that's really warm and really funny. And I think in a way that hopefully eases the fears that children might have and makes this world a friendlier world. Yeah, I noticed that I it might seem scary at first. Mm-hmm. But in fact, as I read it, it offers children come comfort. Parents can read it with their children and the story, I feel, that can inspire deeper conversations. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I mean, Skeletina is is designed to encourage creativity, first of all. And to be and that means be creative in your dreams because while you might find yourself so limited while you're awake, maybe you can't do the things that you can you want to do. When you're sleeping, you can be Michelangelo, right? You can mm-hmm. do anything. It also encourages kids to practice certain techniques, whether it's listening to music or whether it's breathing or whether it's allowing yourself to go with whatever action is taking place in the dream. Like oftentimes the secret is don't resist the dream. And to be honest with you, um, Christian, that's kind of the the secret in life too. It's like you go with the flow of the universe. Yes. (laughs) You know, if you resist everything, you'll, you'll find yourself with a lot of suffering. If you go with the flow and if you trust, it's like practice gratitude and trust the universe, the doors open. What do you hope children learn from Skeletina? I hope they learn to let go of their fears. I hope they learn to think that, okay, maybe monsters aren't so scary and maybe things aren't as scary as I thought they would be. I hope they look forward to going to sleep and I hope they have a different perspective and think a little... uh, Think a little differently about the things that might normally scare them. Yeah, that's very important. I know you're going to read an excerpt from the book. Ooh, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, me, let me find the right page. I'm going to start sort of um, 
Let me start here because this is the sort of the introduction. So the in-between world is one place where the dead and the living come together. It's where the dead hang out when they have unfinished business. And it's where the living go when they're fast asleep. In the in-between world, anything is possible. But don't be scared of the in-between world. Even though the creatures look old, they're all worth getting to know. Some of them are even Skeletina's best friends. Let's go meet them. Skeletina starts her day by visiting Senor Tiktok. He was the first person she met in the in-between world, and he knows everything about it. This is a strange place indeed, but always remember, you get to decide what happens next, he says mysteriously. After talking to Senor Tiktok, Skeletina spends the morning with Spider Grandma. She's an artist. Use your hands to think and create, and the world will be yours to shape, she says. Is that why you have so many hands? asked Skeletina. The old lady crackled and replied, If you use your hands to make things, you will never be bored. Spider Grandma teaches her that she can make whatever she puts her mind to. Skeletina decides to create a net to catch the wicked wasps that sting. They show up as fears in children's dreams and turn those fears into nightmares. Gotcha, Skeletina cheers with every bug she catches. In the afternoon, Skeletina returns to her house and finds her living room shaking. Rattles, the prankster has popped up from below. He loves shaking rooms, houses, and sometimes whole neighborhoods. But when he's had too many sweets, he doesn't know how to stop. To soothe him, all she has to do is breathe deeply. He does it too. This calms him down. But Skeletina's favorite friends are the children who visit her in the in-between world. She can take them to meet floods who can help the children face their fear of water. That's that's wonderful. (laughs) I love the way you read this book. Honestly, my favorite part of all of this is reading the books to the children and seeing their responses. That's always very satisfying. (laughs) Yeah, it really, it really, really is. I don't know. I hope kids enjoy seeing themselves and, and seeing, recognizing the dreams. Like, oh, I have that dream, you know, and enjoy Skeletina. Like I see her as kind of just this really wacky, silly, funny girl who doesn't, she doesn't have any rules. She does whatever she wants. Um, and she's master of her own domain. She lives in this fabulous house and she she wears, you know, really funky, loud tap dance shoes, you know, because kids love tap shoes, but they can never wear them because they're really loud. So they can't run around the house in them. But she does. She runs around the house in her tap shoes and she skates around in her roller skates. And, you know, she pops up wherever she feels like it. And her house is kind of like a dream house. It's, it's a really cool place with all kinds of surprises. I hope Skeletina becomes a role model for our children. I hope so, too. I hope that she becomes just a really fanciful playmate that reminds them to not fear anything. The book is Skeletina and the In-Between World by Susie Jaramillo. You can buy a copy through our new online store at nikagal.com. N-I-C-A-G-A-L.com. Nikagal.com. You will also find the other books that we have featured on the Latino Book Chat podcast. Susie Jaramillo, thank you so much for chatting us with us today on Latino Book Chat. 
Ay, gracias, Cristian. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for showcasing Latina authors. Um, it's really important that we have these venues where we can talk about our work. Thank you for joining us today. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at latinobookchat.com. Please subscribe on your favorite platform. Whatever you're listening to us today, please give us a positive review and as many stars as possible. Sharing the show will help it grow and continue to come to you. Thank you for your support. Hasta pronto. Latino Book Chat is a production of Nicagal Media. Today's episode was hosted, produced, and edited by Christian Meneses Jacobs.